makes me so warm Wanna keep me safe and sound Between your loving arms Mama, you mean the world to me Nah, penasaran kan suara siapa tuh? If you're curious to find out the stories and the challenges behind this amazing voice, well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Footprints Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Footprints Podcast. I'm your host Isaac Winoto and man am I excited that in today's episode, We have a very talented vocalist on the show who has made her mark in the music industry even at a very young age. Hari ini gue kedatangan salah satu temen gue, Nikki Thierry. Dan pastinya, you guys bisa belajar banyak banget dari Nikki. I don't have to say too much. So, yeah. See you there, guys. This is the Footprints Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Footprints Podcast, where we will explore the footprints of today's heroes and tomorrow's leaders. Today's episode is going to be a bit different because I am going to be using both past Indonesian English, something that I've been doing for quite some time, and yeah, it's something that a lot of Jakartans or yeah, a lot of Indonesians love to do also because. Yeah, we love to campur-campur, we love to mix-mix our English. But anyway, guest gua hari ini adalah guest pertama yang berasal dari industri musik. The first uh, guest that I've had on the show from the music industry. Gua udah kenal dia dari probably about one year now from church. And yeah, she's a very great singer who's had her mark on TV, in performances um, all around Indonesia and also, you name it, singles, um, albums, everything. So, without further ado, Nikki Theory, how are you doing? Hey, hi, I'm good. I'm really excellent. <laughs> That's awesome. Sekarang lagi pandemic gini, um, what are you doing like sekarang-sekarang ini? Uh, nothing much, actually. <laughs> Karena kan sekarang kayak, okay. I can't go outside, right? Terus kayak, my kuliah sekarang juga lagi online, everything is online. Terus, yeah, probably make some music, but I'm still in a stuck zone. Karena kayak masih... Nulisnya masih ngendet-ngendet, ada susah ya untuk nulis lirik. So yeah, I think it's tidur bangun kuliah, tidur bangun bikin music. I think yeah, that's it, that's routine. That's great. So for all the Nikki Theory fans out there, can we expect new music coming soon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, ada satu musik udah udah mau keluar, tinggal rilis doang. And one more is Cooking in the Oven, udah mau recording session. I think and uh, Late August. That's good. I hope so. Karena sebelumnya mundur karena COVID kan. Tapi kayak I hope this late August bisa langsung recording. Jadi langsung kayak cepat bisa langsung release music lagi. I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. I'll be I'll be on the lookout. I'll look forward to that. And pastinya lebih keren daripada single-single sebelumnya juga lah ya. Amen. Oh ya, yeah. ini yang single yang ini. I'm excited because it's like my first ever single yang Inggris. Karena sebelumnya actually itu I nggak boleh ngerilis. Um, single di bahasa Inggris karena hmm, okay. katanya it doesn't fit the market in Indonesia, which is funny. Tapi karena mungkin sekarang udah mulai banyak artis yang muncul kayak from 88 Rising, terus juga uh, marketnya juga udah mulai berkembang kan, and so they can listen to English songs. So yeah, I'm really excited for it. 
That's really interesting sih. Mm-hmm. Um, ya 88 Rising juga ada Nikki juga yang yeah. kali satu tapi <laughs> yeah, uh, ya yeah. it's interesting what you said uh, di mana like um, in the past a lot of like labels didn't really um, apa sih namanya didn't really endorse music yeah. yang English kan and everything yeah. but yeah. yeah the market is changing and everything yeah it's actually sad sih kalau misalnya dipikir-pikir kayak dulu nggak boleh nulis bahasa Inggris sampai kita harus ngeganti gitu loh, kayak emang sebelumnya original songnya bahasa Inggris harus diganti dulu jadi bahasa Indo, terus jadi meaningnya nggak dapet gitu kan, message-nya juga jadinya beda, apalagi kata-katanya yang yang Indonesia nggak punya gitu, yang English bisa sampaikan, Indonesia nggak bisa sampaikan, jadi it's really sad, tapi ya yeah, I hope it gets better sih, sekarang udah bisa release lagu in English. Yup, yup, with that freedom to um, write lyrics and also sing in English, pastinya mm-hmm. uh, lebih bagus lagi lah your music. Yeah, amen, amen. So, yeah, seeing Nikki and your portfolio, I think, I would say that your portfolio is very, um, it has a wide range of things, right? Uh, you've done performances, you've done um, recordings, um, mm-hmm. collaborations also, like, yeah, tampil di mana-mana juga. Um, but let's... Take it back to when it all started, right? Uh-huh. Um, from what I know, um, and maybe a lot of people don't know, is that although you've made your mark di dunia vokal sekarang ini, um, you didn't come from a family with a singing or musical background, <laughs> gitu kan? Yeah. So, yeah, mungkin like when you were little, it would be a bit hard for you because there's no one to, you know, set as a role model or someone to set as an example, right? So, for you yourself, maybe we can start with you talking a little bit about your singing journey, And yeah, what made you interested to become a singer? Well, actually, I started when I was still three years old. Itu gue pertama masuk musik itu piano. Karena dulu tuh disuruh nyokap gue kayak, oh lo kalau main piano, uh, the right side of your brain and your left side of the brain itu lebih balance. Jadi kayak, ya lebih pinter gitulah katanya, katanya. Jadi disuruh belajar piano. Then after right, I right. studied piano, I was a really shy kid. I couldn't even like. talk to someone, you know, I was really shy, terus akhirnya dengar um, one of the other teachers lagi singing in the next room, gitu, terus kayak bilang ke mama gitu, kayak, ah, saya nyanyi dong, ma, gitu kan, terus my mom juga nggak percaya, karena both of my parents itu buta nada, so they, mm, okay. they can't sing, uh, terus mereka ya udah coba aja kalau emang bisa, and when I tried out, I was really shy, and I couldn't say a word in front of the teacher, and the teacher said, nggak bisa, kalau kamu nggak bisa, Ngeluarin suara kamu ya gimana mau nyanyi. Then after that, I tried alone. Kayak nyanyi-nyanyi biasa doang. Listening to radio and singing to it. After that, at the age of six or seven, baru belajar vokal. Itu baru udah mulai bisa nyanyi. Maksudnya kayak udah mulai berani gitu. Oke. Okay. Di situ umur sembilan. Umur sembilan itu tiba-tiba ketemu sama uh, Mike. Mike mm. Terus akhirnya. Uh, kan sebelumnya aja cuma iseng-iseng doang gitu kan, kayak ngeles-ngeles doang, biar nggak bosan aja gitu. And Mike ini langsung kayak, ayo kamu mau nyanyi, ayo nyanyi sama aku. Terus akhirnya dibawa ke panggung pertama, itu di Christmas concert kalau nggak salah, di gereja. So yeah, I started from there, terus iseng-iseng masuk ke jazz industry actually, uh, manggung sana-sini. Terus baru masuk ke recording label. itu karena waktu itu ikut pelayanan terus akhirnya kayak ketemu one of the producers there and then he said kamu mau nggak bikin uh, album gitu kayak kamu mau nggak nyanyi seriusin I was like okay I was 14 at that time I think terus ya udah mm-hmm. mulai dari situ baru deh masuk recording sebelumnya kayak belum pernah menyentuh recording sama sekali 
baru masuk yeah, kayak kaget yeah. gitu. Wah, itu okay. itu really wild journey sih masuk recording. Itu karena kan mm. beda banget kan, you perform kan, you latihan terus kayak perform one time and it's done gitu kan. While recording it can take you like six hours or eight hours inside the studio. Terus you nyanyinya kayak ulang-ulang ulang-ulang wow. It's really stressful. Right, right. <laughs> capek pasti, ya. Yeah. Capek banget sih. Mm-hmm. Definitely um, quite a long journey for you, yeah. And it's very, it's very um, inspirational for me. I mean, um, from what I heard from your stories, I think um, it means that a lot of the doors that were opened for you, a lot of the opportunities, itu started dari gereja atau gimana? Mm, opportunities and apa nih, kayak performing atau? Uh, I'd say like in general, more to performing atau recording. Um, probably if I can re- rephrase the question, you've said like your parents gun, your parents um, uh. at first was the one uh, waktu you masih kecil, then after that you also said uh, Mike Mohede. Out of all these, who really inspired you to take that step forward to become a singer? Um, for me to decide that I want to be a singer, itu Mike Mohede. Karena sebelumnya kan, ya, like I said before, sebelumnya kayak cuman iseng-iseng doang gitu kan, but after he said like you can sing, like kamu bisa nyanyi, ayo makanya nyanyi beneran kayak naik ke panggung, terus diseriusin nyanyinya itu dari Mike-nya sendiri. Jadi kalau misalnya sebenarnya kalau dia nggak ada dan dia nggak ngomong kayak gitu, I wouldn't wanna be a singer karena I didn't know that I can sing. Mm-hmm. I, aku cuma tahu ya kayak oh aku bisa nyanyi kayak ya udah nyanyi aja, iseng aja. I didn't know that I have that potential. Terus akhirnya Mike yang ayo kamu bisa, kamu bisa, terus dia yang kayak mentor aku, kayak a few months, I think, after that baru aku dilempar ke uh, Just Singer, ke Arti Dewi, nah dari mm-hmm. situ baru mulai kayak serius-serius-serius, but from that point on, itu kayaknya, that was the point that, okay, I wanna be singer, I think that was the point when Mike Mohede asked me. Wow. Gotcha, gotcha. It's it's really amazing, and it's it's really great to have that kind of um, figure in your life. Uh, yeah. Someone like Mike Mohede, who can be like a mentor and also at the same time be an inspiration. Buat lo kan? Yeah. Yeah, but also obviously your parents have also been uh, the figures that have um, always supported you kan, uh, which is really great too. I'm taking I'm quoting from your latest song Bye Bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hidupku adalah sebuah pilihan seperti yang Mama selalu katakan. Impianku, mauku, lakukan dengan benar. Yeah. Um, how true is that? I mean, that statement. I know it's a lyric, but how true is that to your life? Um, have you always had the support of your parents? Mm, And yeah. yeah, maybe to follow up on that also, were there times where you were doubted also? Mm, okay. The support of my parents is really big. They really support me from whatever I want to do. They really support me. Kayak, kamu mau jadi penyanyi, kamu mau jadi apapun ya, you do you. At least kayak kamu beneran serius ya, kamu beneran ngelakuin, jangan setengah-setengah, do it wholeheartedly. Mereka sih sebenarnya konsepnya kayak gitu, but everything that I want to do, they really support me dari aku masih kecil. So yeah, I'm really blessed with that kind of parents, they really support me. Tapi for the lyrics, itu iya, karena aku nulis sendiri kan. And it's based on my experience that my mom always like support me from my back. She even kayak, kalau misalnya I perform, she's always there. Kayak dia yang ngurusin segala macam, dia yang... Pokoknya, she's always there for me to support me in whatever reason that is. Um, kayak, gimana ya? Kalau nge-doubt me, kayak, kayak my mom gak pernah sih kayak ngeraguin aku. Kayak, malahan I yang ngeraguin diri I sendiri. 
Okay. Hmm. <laughs> There was one point in my life, malah sampai sekarang sih kayaknya, um, di mana I it's hard for me to differentiate di mana my singing is my hobby or my work. Karena yeah. I came into the music industry as a hobby kan, kayak right. music is my hobby. I love singing. Then when mm-hmm. I came into the recording life, it becomes my work. Yeah. You need to make songs. Kamu harus kayak gini. Kamu harus kayak gini. Apalagi di bawah label. And sure, sometimes sure. it's really hard for you to kayak, okay, singing tuh masih my hobby. Singing tuh masih my passion. Karena udah beda. Mikirnya kayak, oh ini sekarang kerjaan gue nih. Oh sekarang gue harus ngakuin ini. Jadi kadang-kadang tuh kayak you lose the passion in singing. Jadi kayak malas. Aduh malas banget sih. Capek banget sih nyanyi. There was one point in my life kayak I wanna quit. Udah nggak mau jadi penyanyi. Karena kayak capek banget, harus gini, harus gitu, harus gini, harus gitu. Padahal, I forgot that I love singing. Karena, mm-hmm. it's work, gitu. So, I doubt myself, kayak, aduh, lu juga bagusnya apa sih? Kayak, lu jadi penyanyi, apa bagus ya, gitu. <laughs> Jangan banget sih. Uh, yeah, I could say I'm the biggest critic to myself. Kayak, lu, what do you bring to the music industry? Apa bedanya lu sama penyanyi-penyanyi lain, gitu. But after mm. that, kayak, lama-kelamaan you realize, after seeing, like, so many people, coming into the music industry with very different colors, walaupun memang banyak yang rada-rada mirip gitu misalnya, kayak bisa you bandingin gitu, tapi they're different right. gitu, so ya yeah, it keeps me going sih, although sometimes pasti ada doubt sih mm. yeah that's really good I think um, I think it's really uh, mature juga for you to be able to have that realization gitu Uh, where singing is your hobby or singing is your work, gitu kan? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's so easy to be caught up with what the world wants and everything, right? Berarti, there were also a lot of times di mana your hobby and work kayak berseberangan, gitu. Mungkin uh, your label wants this, but you yourself, your passion wants something else, gitu. Yeah, of course, of course, ada. Pastinya makanya ada sacrifice, gitu kan? Kayak, like I said, as simple as bahasa aja itu udah kadang tuh bertabrakan, gitu. Kayak, I maunya bahasa Inggris karena ada message itu menurut I lebih ngape, tapi my label bilang nggak bisa karena uh, belum masuk ke marketnya. And I understand it karena ya gimana pun mereka juga buat selling kan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jadi mau mau juga oke okay, I sacrifice di segi bahasanya. Iya. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's the entertainment industry, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of audience that's going to listen to your music. Um, oh. But I'm curious about like. What goes through your head when you when you write songs? Um, what message do you want to bring when you're writing songs? And I know this is a very general question, mm-hmm. so probably we can um, we can just zoom into one of your newest songs, which is Bye Bye Gun, which is something that I think a lot of people uh, wouldn't want to touch. I see songs out there; they're usually songs about romance. I know you made one song about romance too, but <laughs> I mean bullying. It's something that a lot of people don't seem to. Realize it's important to address, and yet you address it. So yeah, why did you write bye bye, and what went through your head as you produced that song? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so the first thing, okay, the first thing that crossed my mind itu bullying because waktu at that time itu I was I'm not being bullied sih, tapi I was being critiqued by one of my closest friend. I could say he was my best friend, but mm-hmm. then he said things that hurt me, and I was like. Kayak sakit banget gitu loh, kayak what? Terus I also see my surroundings that people were being bullied. Although orang tuh gak nyadar kalau mereka lagi ngebully orang. Tapi kritik mereka tuh yang kayak nyakitin orang lain gitu loh. 
and sometimes they don't realize that their comments can like bring their others' dreams down. Kayak misalnya waktu itu ya, I di komen itu, um, ini sepele banget sih, tapi waktu itu I was going to uh, university. Mm-hmm. My plan was going abroad. I was planning to go to Australia or US. Okay. Karena of my music career, I decided to stay. Karena kalau misalnya I keluar kan, pasti kehold kan music career-nya. Nggak bisa jadi penyanyi, segala macam. S1-nya di sini dulu. Then I told him, kayak, oh ya, yeah. he asked me kan, gimana lo kuliah di mana, gitu kan. So I said, iya, yeah, ini jadinya di Indo aja, gitu. Then he said, kayak, ah, lo ngomongnya jauh-jauh ke Aussie, gini-gini-gini, jadinya ke Indo. apa sih lo nggak berprestasi banget? Wow. So I was like, what? Really? You're my best friend. Dia my best friend. It's not like someone in Instagram yang I don't know and dia ngekritik di komen gitu. No, he was my best mm-hmm. friend and he critic me like that and really hurt me. This, yeah, it crossed my mind the message. I was really angry at him. So I wrote that song as like penyemangat buat diri I sendiri sih sebenarnya. Bye bye itu sebelumnya. Okay, I write things that I want people to say to me when I fell mm-hmm. down. Wow. When I wrote it, I told to my mom, kayak, ma dengerin deh ini aku bikin. Terus dia bilang, eh udah harus keluar, harus keluar, ini bagus message-nya. Kamu bisa kayak ngebangun orang lain, kalau misalnya orang lain lagi dibully atau segala macam, ini bisa ngebangun mereka. So yeah, I was, actually I was writing for my own motivation gitu loh. But yeah, it's the sweet words that people wanna hear when they're down gitu. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that song is really relevant juga. I mean, um, a lot of people gak kepikiran, but at the same time, Um, you ngebangun yourself dengan nge-create this song but at the same time juga uh, motivate other people juga yeah. so yeah I think it's really phenomenal yang you buat with Bye Bye thank you terus And, kayak apa ya I think love songs itu karena it's really easy to make love songs ya gak sih yeah. it's really light untuk orang denger kayak oh ya tentang cinta everybody uh, have been through that gitu tapi kalau misalnya Bye Bye itu kayak tentang bullying Karena orang tuh hesitant to hear it, karena it's a dark matter gitu loh, kayak bullying, it's negative gitu kan. Sedangkan yeah. kalau love is like, oh, I love, it's really light, it's really happy, sedangkan bullying is like, meh gitu. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope it can like bless people that hear it sih, sebenernya walaupun kayak emang marketnya segmennya itu dikit banget, kayak dibandingin my singles yang about love, ini segmennya tuh dikit banget, bye-bye. Hmm... That's that's interesting. Love, gitu, it's really hard yeah. to bikin lagu yang kayak not about love. Yeah, nggak sih I agree. I agree with you. I mean, personally, when I first like saw this song when you promoted it and like uh, when I saw this in Instagram, I was like, bye bye. Gak langsung bisa di connect with love gitu kan. It was like yeah. agak lebih lama. Tapi once you like listen to it and then once you watch the music video also and maybe you know start to listen to the lyrics over and over you seem to understand ya kan mm. um, that the song itu bukan sekedar itu tapi there's a deeper message behind it and that's what you've been doing extremely well with your lyrics gitu especially as you said kita balik lagi aja ke business sector ya kita balik lagi ke business mindsetnya the music industry they like things that are positive that sells right yeah. that really sells But now with Indonesia having a lot of um, players in music, more to vocal, more to band, everything, mm-hmm. um, it's it has never not been competitive, yeah. It's yeah. always been competitive. Yeah. So now I know you've had a really wide, extensive track record. You've had a lot of singles and everything, but 
your music career is still far from over kan lu baru mulai juga kan baru mulai so in the future nih what will it take for someone like you to be able to conquer the modern music industry menurut lu um i think it's too deep sih ya sebenarnya kayak misalnya sekarang kalau orang nanya kayak genre apa what music do you make hmm. kan rada susah gitu loh kayak untuk kita oh di pop nih oh di R&B nih atau di jazz nih I don't really like that box karena ya yeah, as you said kayak lebih banyak kompetitor dan sekarang lebih banyak music yang genrenya juga fusion gitu kan dan mm-hmm. beda-beda banget menurut I harusnya kita nggak ini loh kayak ngotak-ngotakin diri kita sebagai oh gue ini artis pop nih oh nih gue artis R&B nih jadet kayak yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's the key kayak you need to adapt definitely aku juga sebelumnya kan writing pop songs and mm-hmm. I get Word of it, kayak bosan banget karena cuman kayak ya nada-nadanya gitu-gitu doang, chordsnya gitu-gitu doang, and That's ya gitu-gitu doang kan. Sedangkan I wanna hear something more. Coba kalau misalnya kayak I mau terjun ke R&B or I mau terjun ke semi jazz atau gimana, I think that's the key for you to like keep experimenting. Even though kalau misalnya nanti kayak udah gede banget, misalnya artis gede-gede banget, ya kalau misalnya lagunya gitu-gitu doang juga bosan gitu kan. Iya benar sih. I mean itu penting banget adaptation. Um, for me, I also like Coldplay, right? And if you, I don't know if you're a fan of Coldplay, tapi Coldplay dari 2000 to Coldplay to in 2020, they've really changed their sound. They've really changed their genre, and they've been experimenting with different kinds of music. So, yeah, I really agree with you. I mean, if you resist change, especially in this um, industry today, I think it's gonna be hard. But lo be able to smash the market, be able to survive in the market, ya ngasih. Yeah, betul. Nah, that's why kayak contohnya aja major labels sekarang dihit sama indie. Hmm, ya. Yeah. Banyak major labels yang mungkin sekarang udah tobat kali ya. Tapi dulu mm-hmm. kayak mereka benar-benar restrict on the music they produce gitu. Kayak mereka nggak mau ganti musik-musiknya ya gitu-gitu aja. Tapi sekarang kayak so many independent musicians juga yang singers juga yang keluarin single yang beda dari yang lain malah ngegeber gitu. Jadi right, I think right. ini sedap walaupun you udah segede major-major kayak major labels kayak gitu walaupun udah gede banget you need to adapt karena ya the market is changing gitu hmm ya bener banget sih I mean sekarang aja ya yeah, for example I'm not like wishing this tapi misalnya if like I get a coma today and then five years from now I wake up I see the yeah, record charts it'll be different kan yeah of yeah, kan? course of course yeah things are really changing adaptation is really uh, something that's important something that's necessary in the music industry And speaking of adaptation, this is a time for adaptation nih, gara-gara COVID and everything. I mean, kalau misalnya recording mungkin gak terlalu ke effect ya, tapi kalau misalnya mau itu jobs, performance, gigs, ya kan? Banyak banget yang berubah ya, gak hal-hal di dunia musik, ya kan? And live performance will never be the same. So, yeah. I've seen you also, you've been someone yang tampil di mana-mana juga and has a lot of like live performances. So, as a singer in this pandemic, Did you feel you had to adapt as well? Yeah, of course. Kayak, karena sekarang kan job pasti yang live ya, live performances udah nggak ada. Mungkin sekarang udah mulai adaptasi sih, tapi kayak belum terlalu banyak kan. Jadi mm-hmm. lebih banyak kita harus digital. Kayak we need to make covers, we need to be active in social media. Um, iya sih, soalnya kalau nggak ngapain gitu kan, musisi-musisi kalau nggak ngapain. Malahan banyak yang kayak jadi berubah. bidang gitu, kayak musisi tapi jualan atau gimana gitu kan, tapi we need to adapt, right. karena kalau nggak 
mau sampai kapan kita harus nungguin corona gitu kan walaupun new normal juga it wouldn't be as much as it was before gitu hmm. ya kita harus bikin covers kita harus aktif if I scroll on my Instagram feed also waktu kayak baru awal-awal semuanya on lockdown gitu March April tuh wah everyone is creating content man iya <laughs> yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, and everyone is just trying to be creative, just trying to use their time to yeah to survive, ya kan? Especially um, <laughs> dengan hal-hal yang changing um, very rapidly these days. A lot of good stuff about your music, but let's flash back to what we said before um, about Mike Mohede. Mm. He is someone yang udah menjadi inspiration buat lo, and we talked about how he also became someone that you look up to, um, someone that really motivated lo. This might be a bit emotional, tapi I've heard that even before he died, um, you guys were discussing to create a cover together or like a single together. I'm not so yeah. sure. Um, for you, what was he like to you? He was really um, warm. Dia welcoming banget to me. Kayak gimana ya? Dia benar-benar kayak really into mentoring me gitu loh. Even though kayak kita sebelumnya nggak terlalu dekat. Kayak maksudnya he was a relative of my mom's friend. So he was like not really close with me kayak. Mm-hmm. Tapi he was really welcoming and he was really warm. Terus dia mau ngebuka kayak ilmunya semua dikeluarin kayak oh kamu tuh kalau nyanyi tekniknya gini, tekniknya kayak gini. He really showed me a lot of techniques that I could use. Terus dia benar-benar mengenalin mm-hmm. uh, I ke banyak banget musicians, banyak banget singers and mentors yang sampai sekarang uh, really influential to my life gitu. Okay, sebelumnya ya we were planning to make a single together, kayak masih planning gitu, tapi yeah. ya bertalian. And actually when he passed away itu, I lagi ini lagi mau perform. Oh okay, and then and then when you heard the news? Five minutes sebelum perform, I was backstage with the crew musicians and everyone. Terus tiba-tiba we got a call, and one of his saudara kalau nggak salah. She was on the team, and she told us that kayak Mike Mohede meninggal kena gini-gini-gini. Wow, it really blew me off. Karena itu five minutes before performance. Kayak, wah, gila, all the lyrics kayak lupa, segala macam lupa, jadi panik, jadi sedih. Jadi nggak dapet gitu moodnya. I was really sad, karena there were so many plans that I wanted to do with him. Yeah. Jadi, gitu, kayak, he was yeah. really nice. That, that really sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but it's really good, see. I mean, to have that kind of figure um, in your life. I think for a lot of my audience here also, this podcast is all about like youth and the next generation. But at the same time, we youths, we need someone to look up to. We need someone yeah. to say, to yeah. help us, you know, move forward in the future. Yeah. And I think Alparahum Mike Mohede has always been that person for you. And it's really amazing what he's done yeah. um, to help develop you into the singer that you are now. I mean... Yeah. Um, personally, for me, if he would see what you've done in the music industry now and maybe in the future, he would definitely be proud, right? So, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> Great stuff. And I mean, for you yourself, Ni, what is your advice for these young people who want to motorjun ke industry music, who really want to start, um, you know, probably just maybe from YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is, just start uploading a cover and start singing? And terjun ke industri musik because um, just as you looked up to Mike Mohede, yeah. maybe there are a lot of people who are seeing you as the role model in the future, right? <laughs> so yeah, what's your advice? Um, my advice is to start now. Karena 
I know that many people kayak, aduh pengen jadi dia, aduh pengen kayak dia. She's really cool, he's really cool, I want to be like him. But they don't start, even though they have the potential to. Kayak even though you sekarang kayak belum tahu what color, what uh, what do you bring into the music industry or whatever it is. Tapi you need to start now, karena if you don't start now, it's gonna take much more longer. <laughs> Nanti kayak ditunda-tunda-tunda-tunda mulu, mendingan you start now and start figuring out on your way. While doing it, you will figure it out on your own, and it's better daripada you nunda doang, and jadinya cuma jadi angan-angan. And be your own you lah, kayak jangan kayak, oh dia keren ya, terus jadi kayak niru dia. Even though you have your own potential to be something else that is really different from them, tapi ciri khasnya kamu gitu. So I think kayak, stay true to yourself, and jangan nanti-nanti-nanti, but just do it now. That's it. That's really good. I mean, um, that's really good advice. Being yourself, being you, being your own color, gitu kan. A lot yeah. of people are just like, gue mau seperti Cardi B or gue mau seperti yeah. siapa, gitu kan. It's really amazing. I mean, that, that is really good advice for anyone listening and anyone who wants to go through the music industry, who wants to, you know, maybe like Nicki, started off with um, singing as a hobby, but who knows, in the future, that can translate to becoming an artist or a record label singer, right? Yeah. So yeah, banyak banget sih yang bisa dipelajarin dari Nikki. Um, we are now winding down um, this episode. Thank you banget, Nikki, udah um, coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Definitely. I, I also had fun. I mean, gak kerasa udah 30 minutes. We talked a lot about <laughs> the music industry and everything. But yeah, I have one last question for you mm-hmm. um, before we end this episode. Um, my question for you is um, probably a little bit of a challenge, but... At the same time, sambil lu trying to conquer the challenge, juga I want to know how you, you know, create a song, you know, your songwriting process, right? So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give you like, yeah, I know you're going to be ready. I mean, you're an excellent singer, but yeah, let's take it to the test. So, I'll probably give you a topic. This is not planned. This is all impromptu, but I'll give you a topic. And then I want to know like how you, how you create a song out of it. So, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, love is probably too general. Probably let's do something like something that the music industry doesn't really talk about. Maybe family. Family. Okay. Um, I think I choose like one subject from it. Mm-hmm. Mom. <clears throat> oh, okay. This is kind of hard. <laughs> probably just like. One or two bars or something, and then we can hear you sing because this is all audio. Gun. What's a podcast with a singer if there's no singing in it? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, I would start from the hook, maybe. Wow, we're witnessing Nikki cook a song right, <laughs> right, right in your ears, fresh from the first time, guys. Makes okay grammar, grammar. So I wanna keep me safe and sound, between your love and arms. Got it? I think so, but it's just like uh, three lines. Yeah. Even if it's okay, rough, so even if it's just like a, a bit, so you, yeah, go know, ahead. Ooh, your loving arms just makes me so warm. Wanna keep me safe and sound between your loving arms, Mama. You 
to me. No, 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 no. I haven't figured wow. that out. <laughs> just like how many, how long was this? I think it was just like one, two minutes and you pulled that off. Oh, damn, so that's, okay. damn, that's amazing. And yeah, obviously. Talent can only bring you so far if you don't put the hard work in, right? <laughs> it's really a combination of talent, hard work, and having um, that support, having that motivation from everyone who's um, mm-hmm. invested a lot in your life so far. That is amazing. I mean, that could be the next single. I don't know. <laughs> amen, um, amen. Mean, this podcast could birth a new single, but I mean... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really amazing, and I'm just really grateful for this opportunity to learn a lot from your values and stories, and also, I hope my audience can pick a lot of good points um, from what you're saying, whether they're thinking of entering the music industry, or maybe they're just curious of what the challenges are in the music industry. So, yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for Thank your time, Nikki. You. Thank you, Ivan. It's been a blast. Oh, definitely. Pasti banget. So yeah, thank you banget udah mampir ke episode yang ketujuh ini in the Footprints Podcast. This is the Footprints Podcast signing out. Bye-bye everyone.